Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Luke Anderson, astronaut, a man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier. Funnier. More Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map and 1080thefan.com. Hey, hey, hey! Happy Saturday morning, all you beautiful Portland radio listeners. Hope you're having a wonderful start to your weekend. Let's check it with the most important man with... Hell darkens. What's going on, man? Yeah, I'm do good today. I got college game day. Yeah, you do. Yeah, uh, college game day. You excited about college game day? Are you pumped for football? We've got a week of games that matter. They all matter, Luke. No, they don't. Oh, let's be honest. They yeah, don't. They don't. They don't all matter. Last week, you loved the slate of games because you got to put your uh, your lawn furniture away. You got to go and you got to put uh, your winterizer down. Yeah. You got to do some. Uh, what do you do? Pruning this time of year. Sure. You got to do all your yard work stuff. You traded in last week for this week, where this week all you do is you sit down, and from now until I don't know. Sunday night football, you don't leave the couch. I got to go do some things. Oh, do you? Yeah, because I promised my wife I would. Oh, what are you going to do? Well, we're taking Finn to the park this morning, and then I got to go pick up a couple things. He's a boy. He should be there watching football with you. How's he going to learn how to run a proper counter from the fullback position without you sitting there telling him how to do it? He has started to say play football. Yeah! And Megan's not too happy about that one, which is pretty great. But it's only because I've had football on sometimes when he's in the room, and he's in the stage now of, what? what's that? What's that? What's this? Is what he, is this? Does he, um, does he sound like mum? Does he? No. Does he and speak, Megan doesn't sound like that. Does he speak like this? No. Hello. I told you. Finley. Though she is from Wales, she, she, her accent, if you talked to her today, you'd be like, wow, you're from Orange County. That's weird. So I considered raising... Accent gone. I considered raising one of my children with a British accent and the other with an American accent. Yeah. Uh, That'd but, be pretty tough. Yeah. you have to have them separated all the time. Well, no, I would just speak to one, right? But good, that other morning, one is, child, is near and is going to hear it. No, and then I talk. I turn around and be like, "Hey, why don't you make yourself some breakfast, you lazy? Can I make you a muffin? Do you like a scone? So you'd How you a, go make your own cereal? So you'd have a dirty old cowboy daughter, yes, and then a proper, proper a, a proper English. daughter, yeah, from yeah. Yorkshire. I'm glad that I didn't 
do that because uh turns out children have their own personalities they and they're going to kind of be who they're going to be. Yeah. And you don't have a whole lot of control over it. Cuz we've gr- we've raised two kids in the exact same environment. Yeah. Yeah, very 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 different. Very different people. Very very And I don't know, you know what? I don't know how I feel about it. These uh, you know, independent free thinking uh, little little individuals. Oh, no, I know. And then yeah. you send them off to school and guess what they do? They get other ideas from other kids. It's uh, it's pretty terrible. Other kids' parents too, I'm guessing. Well, I don't know. I don't know that they spend a whole lot of time around other kids' parents at the moment, but they do get it from like the rest of the family. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like the parents, and this is what you need to watch out for: is that the 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 kids parrot the parents at school, not all the time, but on certain things that they're not quite sure about. You then see, you know, the kids seeds in their head. They they go and run a little search, and they go, "Oh, uh, what did mom and dad say about that?" Okay, oh, they yeah. said this. Yeah. I'll just repeat that because it's mom and dad. Yeah, Let's and then and it. then we get a call from the office going, "Why are your kids swearing so much?" And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> listen, their mom's got a dirty mouth. Your daughter has been talking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> for every book report. Yes, uh, Dwayne the Douche Canoe Johnson is the story that your daughter wrote in first grade. We need to talk. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell you why that happened. She loves HBO, all right. <laughs> she, well, she's she's into ballers. She loves watches ballers. You just started watching ballers because you. Needed I started more. and finished. You you're done. Well, yeah, the first season, and then I was done. Yeah, not not going on. Not uh, what are the what are the storylines that okay. carry you through season one of ballers? All right. So here's the basic plot of ballers. You could probably guess it. Actually, you know what? You can't quite guess it because it is kind of stupid in its own right. Okay. So uh, I I will let you just from what you might have seen, and if you haven't, you can say pass. But just give me a general guess of what you think the show's about. Okay, so I picture it as kind of uh, them picking the dramas that people think happen. So you got to have like you got to have the brash rookie, uh, right? You've got to have uh, you've got to have the uh, cagey old veteran who's trying to figure out like you know what to do at the end of his career. Yeah. Uh, you got the superstar trying to get paid, yeah. and then you got the white guy trying to figure out uh, you know how I got here from uh, rural South Dakota and how do I fit into the culture. Those are the four storylines that I think run through. That. A little okay. Now I want you to guess what is the rock in that show. Is he an what agent? What do you think he does? Is he a super agent? No. And this is what is so stupid about oh. this show. He is a financial advisor. What? Yes. Because now, that my brother does the same job. He's a financial why he advisor. watched this show. Yes, he's <laughs> a financial advisor. Because I've seen him in the suit. I just assumed that he's Jerry Maguire. Totally. Okay. Totally. Arliss. And you are so right. And guess what? It took me till episode six to realize what he actually was. <laughs> Because they don't even explicitly say that, like, hey, this guy guy manages money up until like episode maybe three. So the and show even then it kind of went over my head, and I was just kind of like, oh, well, he's talking to all these dudes and trying to get deals done. He must be an agent. So, no. so is he? He's a CPA. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Is the show even, it's not even about football, it's just about like what they spend their money on? No, it's about football, but Then who cares, why do you need a financial advice? Exactly. <laughs> and so after I watched the and first why is season, this a rock? I came up to my brother and I was like, I was like, you know, I guess I'm just kind of confused. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, well, it's like, you know, 
you have told me about like I've I've been to your office like you know and I've met like your coworkers and like I think I thought I kind of knew what you did but like where's the part where you're helping dudes get multi-million dollar athletic deals I was like <laughs> where's the part where you're like going out with these guys having vendors with hookers and then like Ooh. doing like sales presentations for contracts I was like well what's that all about my brother's like yeah it's a lot more excel than you think <laughs> That's all I would think it would be is Excel. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, Ballers isn't a great representation. He was like, I was waiting for the episode where The Rock was like trying to figure out how to get one sheet to merge with another. He's just, trying, just really trying to set up a off. pivot table. Yeah. Can't quite figure what out What is going on with this? Can't figure out the count if for functions in the uh yeah. in the old Excel. Yeah, he was like, Yeah, it's it's uh it is the quite the opposite of it. He's like, Ugh. in fact, you could take what a butcher does, and that's probably more accurate to what my job is than what Dwayne the Rock Johnson was doing in that Dude. show. Episode seven, when the when the office decides to switch from Excel to Google Sheets, yes. is like epic. Next time on Ballers, Do you the know- Rock tries to file a four seventy four form. <laughs> Are you familiar with? Uh... The Ocho, uh, yeah, ESPN eight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but yes, on eight eight every year on August eighth, mm-hmm. they play all of the wackadoo sports, right? Mm-hmm. They had competitive spreadsheeting. That's awesome. Yes, that's completely frigging awesome. Now, if that is a reality that you just told me, oh, it's there is no reason in hell that your show pitch for Googler should be waiting one more minute outside of television <laughs> we do seriously need, we do need to get googler on i don't think there's any yes, question about that if there is a competitive spreadsheeting like competition oh yeah it exists there definitely needs to be googler there, well think of anything that exists there is a competitive nature to it out there right there's there's somebody that took it to the extreme like they do competitive forecasting people go out there they do their uh political forecasting but they do it like on a grading scale where they go out there and they go, oh, this guy's the best at it. If there's anything out there, there's somebody that went, yeah, we started a competition. Now, some of them, not as prestigious as others, but like there are there are global competitions going around right now that we're just like, wait, really? And somebody's probably building an AI computer-generated version that you're going to have to compete against if you beat all the people. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I would think AI would would kick ass at excel off or whatever they call it yeah yeah i mean i don't know the most recent ai versus human person thing was uh debate that i saw oh right yeah i heard about this yeah so you have an eight-year building process to get the uh, ai up to snuff and they go against the guy and obviously, like you would think in debate, being able to get more knowledge quicker and be able to form an argument. They even had the uh, computer telling jokes. Uh, but the guy still won. Yeah, well, yeah, and I was going to say. Because you're debate? trying to change hearts and minds. Yeah. And with, with Excel, there is, there's some artistry to Excel. I'm not going to lie. I think, I, think the, uh, I, think the human, I think the human ability to make things uh, personal uh, it's going to be very difficult for computers to catch up to. Well, and isn't that forty percent of debate? How likable you are? Of course it is. Yeah. Well, it's it's that, but it's also like you're, you're, the goal in debate is to try to change hearts and minds, right? 
Right. And you got to be somewhat hearts <laughs> compassionate, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Though, I mean, there are some lawyers that are huge slobs and they're really good at their jobs. And- uh, hey, listen, the the debate bot 9000 didn't beat the best debater in the world. Uh, he wiped the floor with us because he knows all the because co- here, here's the thing about AI. They take it all this information from an aggregate of like what people do. The, the fun thing. You asked me what I would use ChatGPT for. Mm-hmm. We did this a few weeks ago. Yeah. I use ChatGPT when we need to write a radio commercial for something, right? Like, hey, put me out a 30-second radio commercial. You know what I'm they sure it was very hermetically sealed and and bland. No, you know what they almost always do? Uh, they always do the terrible two-person voice radio commercials. Narrator comes in. Then guy says this. Then other guy says that. Jingle here. This, that, there. They do the most, like... They t- because they're taking an aggregate, they take what people think radio commercials are. Because that's what most radio commercials are. Well, sure. But those are the, also the ones that you and I sit here in every break and go, oh, that's terrible. That's yeah. what GBT gives you. Is they go, if they go the one where they go, the guy's the guy's reading the thing, and he goes, uh, at the oil change place, you can save more money than you expected on an oil change place. Wait a second. Uh, audio engineer, can I uh, I, can uh, I ask uh, can I ask you a question is, about this? This is a very popular bit. Yeah, it's super popular yeah. bit. Oh yeah, it is. You know, we should get out here and just get our oils changed instead of being here reading this yeah. radio commercial. Let's bounce. Well, you know, and that's the other part of it too is that the let's intent, all go get lube jobs. Yeah, yeah. The intent, yeah. Like what? What is what is making that whole idea? Like what is making me excited about the product to know that like a dude behind the, like somebody like me, oh yeah, behind the glass is like listening to this with some other dude who gets paid just slightly more than me yeah. over there, and then we both just come to an agreement of like we got to go do this thing now, yeah. So that that's appealing, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess. See, I I just want radio commercials to be like cut to the chase and not do it in a cheesy way. Like you always hear this kind of stuff on radio ads, but I'm going to cut right to the chase. Yeah. No, I want you to tell me <laughs> what the hell it is that you're selling. Yeah. Do it in like five set. That's why I love and and this is a positive. This is a positive. Oh, good, good. I love the hot tub ads we run. Hot tub sale, save yes. thousands, save thousands. Yes. yes. Now, Expo Center, save thousands Boom. on hot tubs. All the hot tub brands, get your hot tubs, save thousands. Where? Expo Center, yes. when? Right now. How free, much? Free thousands. Buttons. What? Hot tubs, where? Expo Center, yes. when? Right now. They're amazing. Yeah. Because I hate it when people put phone numbers Oh, the there. phone numbers are the worst. Yeah. But that ad, yeah. the hot tub ad, they have no phone numbers. No. They literally give you Don't. what they're selling, why you want it, hot tubs. where you can get it. Hot tubs. Why? Save. Save thousands of dollars. It's when? at the Expo Center. Right. I, I, that was not a preset bit, and I hit all the points. Yeah. I got them. You're right. It's great. My that's all I want. I. That's all I want out of radio ads. Mm, Just right. get in there, tell me exactly what I want. Why yeah. I want it and where I can get it. You know who's not and possibly at what time. You know who's not writing that ad? Chat GPT. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's too busy doing the audio engineer bit for everything. <laughs> he probably does it for very Nair- serious, like uh, uh, like uh, uh, PSA stuff as well. Nair- it's like 
the you know something uh uh <laughs> herpes complex b is a very serious pro- wait a second audio engineer <laughs> is that true <laughs> yeah what's going on uh, is this true is is, is herpes uh simplex b a a, a serious thing like yeah. could you could you die from it yeah, uh, that's, that's what, what I said. That's, <laughs> oh, that's what I'm reading in the script that I'm looking at. Wow, I should really ask my doctor about herpicor. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess we both should. I mean, after what we just did. Oh, man, after, that would explain the sore on, <laughs> that would explain the sore on my mouth. <laughs> oh, sore on your mouth. That's not good. <laughs> after, what, after what you and I just did, uh, we should probably <laughs> both get checked out. All right. Hey, there's some good college football games. Uh, None better than the game in Eugene. The All the shining lights of college football are shining on prime time. And where is he this afternoon? Otzen friggin' Stadium. Oh, we're so lucky. Hey, listen, if, if you thought it was all hype up until now, this is where the rubber meets the road. Mm. Uh, audio engineer, I'm reading this. It says uh, Colorado's at Oregon. Is that true? <laughs> Yeah, uh, they're they're playing in Oregon. <laughs> Man, we should really yeah. get to talking about it. Uh, you still gotta do this ad. <laughs> that's no the, way. That's a no state of it, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, the guy yeah. always goes. No. So the yeah. old style, no. how are we gonna get this done? <laughs> yeah, and then I'm out, and you're stuck doing it all by yourself. Don't forget, we got to do the. Don't forget, you got to do the traffic update. Yeah. I'm not doing the traffic update. You're doing the traffic update. Brought to you by Victor Rico's. <laughs> Mexican food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. I'm not doing that ad. I gotta go because apparently Dion is in Odson. Oh yeah, here's the here's the thing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. St. Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Uh, great music. Wake you up, dude. Yeah, I do. Let's, Let's go. go. 
Uh, we do have a text uh, in on the Vancouver Ford text line. All texts on the fan are via the Vancouver Ford text line. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit VancouverFord.com. Uh, if you don't know the text line, 503-2-GO-FAN. That's T-O-G-O-FAN. Uh, we're talking about ballers, and they said it's basically entourage, but with football. Yep. Okay. Mark Wahlberg, executive producer. So that oh. checks out. Well, there you go. There you go. Very formulaic. Well, that's what sells. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Does it sell? Is, like, it does, it does, well, I mean, obviously they sold it to HBO and got it, but like, do a lot of people watch Ballers? You sent me a text going, "Have you watched Ballers on HBO?" And yeah. I was like, "No, I don't know anybody that has." It was my it was five seasons? Yeah. So somebody was watching it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. People love The Rock. They love The Rock. That's right, brother. Uh, this is a very exciting week of Pac-12 football, but I'm looking at there are eight ranked teams. Eight? Do I have that right? Yeah. Eight ranked that, that teams right. in the Pac-12. So listen, you're going to have great matchups every week when you have eight ranked teams, but we have three top 25 matchups today at 1230, two of them kick off. You've got the Colorado Buffalo mm. at the Oregon Ducks. You've got the UCLA Bruins at the Utah Utes. Cam rising questionable. Uh, and then you playing. I just saw it on ESPN. Yeah, well, will not start. Okay. Well, that's uh, yeah. The, I I heard game time decision, but that's eh, listen. You don't need to rush back. Cam Rising. I know it's a big game, but uh, yeah, if he's available to play, I don't think you rush him out there and get him hurt again. Uh, and then at four o'clock on Fox, on Fox, really the only two teams that are true to the pack. Oregon State at Washington State. Pack two, baby. Let's the go. Pack, Represent the two pack. Yeah. Yeah. Two-pack special. Uh, other games in the Pac-12, Arizona at Stanford. Uh, nobody cares. Uh, USC at Arizona State. Uh, should be a bloodbath. And Cal at Washington. Also should be a bloodbath. Yeah, I'll be falling asleep in front of that one. Yeah, those are uh, those are your after-dark games. Uh, USC, Arizona State, and Cal, uh, Washington. Those are both kicking off at 7.30 p.m. Yeah. One on Fox. One on ESPN. So... Great slate of games. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, we are the home of the Ducks. And, I mean, dude, with what Dion has done, getting all of the attention, whether or not it's all warranted or not, I mean, they're 3-0, and so I suppose that it is in some capacity. But uh, I don't think there's a brighter spotlight anywhere in college football than wherever Colorado is playing. So yeah. what's, your, what's your expectation for today? Uh, Well, I think it'll be uh, – I, I think Oregon will handily beat Colorado, I think there's some things that Oregon does that um, are just kind of too good for what Colorado brings to the table. Now, Colorado has a lot of athleticism all over the field, and obviously Travis Hunter is a really huge part of that. He's missing yep. with a lacerated kidney. should be out three weeks, um, which if you want to talk about horrible timing, yeah, Colorado will play uh, Oregon, USC, and then somebody else. I can get it for you. But basically, it's Two teams that are ranked in the top ten that are very good that you um, you know need to be at your best for. So uh, I'm gonna take Oregon. Obviously, um, uh, uh, hand over fist here, just because of the fact that if you did watch Colorado versus Colorado State, the one thing that did stand out to me more than anything else was. They didn't like getting punched in the mouth. Yeah. Now, I know that there was quite some dirty play in that game, and obviously the last Harry Kidney from Hunter, there's a lot of debate over that, and Dion came out supporting the guy who hit uh, his own player, which 
Well, listen, he, he was, I, I think mean, he was on the side of uh, maybe not worth a death threat. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I think that seems like a fair stance to take. Uh, uh, just just yeah. so you're aware, Oregon, mm-hmm. USC, Arizona State, Stanford. Uh, next game. I mean, of- Arizona State's nothing to bat an eye at. I mean, yeah, well, look, yeah, but I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I mean, you're going to, um, then a bye week. Yeah. I mean, you, you're going to encounter a really hostile environment. Right, yeah, this is a very hostile environment. That you're well, you've, in you've at played UG. there. I mean, is Otten yeah. like head and shoulders above the other Pac-12 stadiums for how loud oh, it yeah, is? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Now Washington might be different now because they're actually good. Well, and they, they renovated the and, their stadium. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there are still a lot of people there, and nobody cared about those games. Well, what's what's the uh, what's the big. Um, feature of the crowd at Washington is the sailgating. Yeah, sailgating. <laughs> Which is awesome. I mean, and and the, the view. But, uh, yeah, University of Washington doesn't have... The, like, they leave the end of the stadium open to the lake so that people would roll up in their boats. Not quite yeah. the same effect as let's just get in there and make some noise. Uh, now, I do have something to kind of drop a um, a, oh yeah bomb on all of this. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, you know, and maybe other people have realized this, but I've kind of just come to this and realized like, oh yeah, what he's doing really isn't that impressive. Um, now Dion got rid of like how many players from that team? Uh, there's 86 new players on the roster. Okay. Yeah. Right. So there's 86 new players on the roster. One of which being, uh, formerly the top athlete and recruit in the country. And then the other one, his son, who was still a top recruit yep. and uh, just like a whole bunch of talent. Now, why are we so impressed with this? What What do you mean? They, why well, are we so impressed with all this? It's first team to go 3-0 and after start or let's see. Right. Well, but well, it's not the same team. No, like at not, all. No, not even. Yeah. Like, like well, I know that we always uniform. make that well, statement, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, but, like Oregon this last year, we were like. Coming up to this year, we were like, not the same team. I know they got Bo Nix and everything, but everybody's more experienced. In Colorado's case, this literally is not the same team. No, it's not. But It's a different, better team. But <laughs> Very true. <laughs> very true. But how many coaches are hesitant to go in there and go, all right, first thing we're going to do is tell these kids that if they don't want to compete, to get the hell out. It's and the I think way, it's that's the way, it. It's I think the way that's that is, the novelty. Well, it's. There's a, there's a lot of elements to the novelty of it. I mean, the, the fact that you have a pro football Hall of Famer. You have a guy that played in a World Series and won two Super Bowls. You have a guy that came out as brash as any high school, college athlete ever. Well, but, you, I mean, you're, you're making a motion that suggests that you're not impressed by any of that. But, but these are the elements that lead up to it. Mm. And then he goes and, you know, decides that he's going to be a coach in, in high school. So he coaches the kids in high school. Then he goes to Jackson State where people go, wow, Dion taking a job. Is he going to take it seriously? Dude, when Travis Hunter went to Jackson State... As the top-rated cornerback and one of the top-rated athletes in the entire country, people went, "What is he doing?" So then he goes, he goes to Colorado. And how many times have we seen a new coaching staff go in there, knowing they're on a short leash, and going, "All right, we've got three years to turn this around, or whatever the agreement with the presidents is," and they go, "All right, well, first thing let's do, let's see how we can do," and they get a pass for going, "Well, listen." Uh, Matt Rule's not winning in Nebraska, but you know he's doing this with with uh, with 
with other players. They're not these aren't his guys. Wait till year three and year four when it's it's his guys. We've gone through a recruiting cycle. Dion went, I don't have to. I that's there there is a different element to it in going in and going, I'm gonna change out the entire roster that we have here. He's with talent. Yeah. Right? Well and when have you seen a commercial? Nick Saban is in a few commercials during an Alabama game. Dion is in every commercial during a Colorado broadcast, including the ones for Colorado and the opposing school. I guess, it's insane. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is that like we really shouldn't be so surprised. Yeah, but you like, were. We really shouldn't. You're surprised they went. They they beat TCU. You're correct. You're surprised. And now I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, wait, why was I so surprised by this? Yeah, I think it was because of the fact that he is, um, you know, half snake salesman, snake, snake oil, oil sales. Uh, Did not sell snakes. How dare you? Yeah, because those are snake reputable oil people. <laughs> I'm sure those are reputable. It's really this oil. That's- um. Now, we all do like to forget about uh, Dion's sham of a charter school in which he defrauded a bunch of people and got sued. Uh, yeah, probably. Back in the early 2012s. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know the details on it. Right, of but... course you don't, because yeah. it was very yeah. uh, heavily massaged, and he waited an incredibly good amount of time between that happening and this happening to just make it go away. Was he part of the fake one on uh, on? ESPN? No, no, not that one, no. <laughs> okay, the reason I point that out, though, oh, is he part of the IMG Academy that does that? Or some of the prep schools that are there, well, I know you're not ready for college yet. Let's go Well, this. this was more actual, like, legal fraud. Gotcha. IMG is not fraud. It is, I'm just saying. Uh, uh, it is a heavy risk parents take, and they tell you right up front, like, this costs an S ton of money, <laughs> and your kid might not make it. But it's a chance. Yeah. And they're like, all right, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Well, I guess the way I look at it. Let's move to Florida. The, <laughs> the way I look at it, though, is there are uh, there are plenty of people trying to make money off of young athletes. And if you look at basketball, AAU, Overtime Elite Academy, all of these other options mm. where, you know, I mean, hell, just right here in the Northwest, I know a couple people that have talked about some of the um, – the academies for baseball and whatever it is. They're just trying to get kids to give them money so that they can take a few athletes, prop them up, and go, listen, this is what we did for this kid who was probably going to be successful anyways. Uh, because, you know, parents paid us a lot of money so that we could go and travel with the team. It happens all the time. See, this is great. they got to get you on the payroll over there in Colorado. You'd be no, a great no, spin no. man for well, them. Here's this the is thing. good. Right? I can't believe they're 3-0. and they're three and oh, Luke. Can I? That's incredible. Can, with the same team from what's that? Can I tell you uh, real quick? <laughs> it's not the same team from last year. <laughs> what's that audio engineer? <laughs> can I? Can I tell you though uh, the the numbers that I have in front of okay. me? Okay. Right now, this is uh, the matchup predictor on ESPN. I'm looking mm-hmm. at it right now. Colorado has a six point one percent shot of beating Oregon today, mm-hmm. which feels about how you feel about the game. You think Oregon's going to go in there? If somehow they beat Oregon, just get ready for this train to go all the way off the rails. They do not need me to help hype Colorado. You just yeah. asked why everybody's so excited about it. I'm just trying to give you some of the reasons. That's correct. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, who's the biggest celebrity outside of their coaching in college football right now? The Rock. Oh, sorry. Um, I mean, uh, name I another know, Nick guy. Saban, I guess. Yeah, but, you, but he's famous for being a college football coach. He's he was a bad NFL coach. 
he was a uh, mediocre coordinator in the NFL, but he has no, I mean, who has had success at any other venture besides coaching college football in college football? Uh, no one, I guess. Dion, that's it, yeah. right? I mean, there's some guys that played football, but none of them play, none of them are Hall of Famers out there doing it. So it's, it's, listen, we love, we love, know, we love a great show in this country. I think I just, I, 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 you're I, ready for it to be over? Well, it's not so much ready for it to be over. I think I've just, you know, when stuff happens like this, I, I get on, I, I, I get on the train a little. And then I kind of take a step back and I kind of go like, well, wait a second. Why are we all so excited about this? Because a lot of the times there's kind of some bad stuff that you're forgetting about or just you're getting caught up in it. And other times it truly is incredible stuff. I honestly don't think this is really that incredible what Deion Sanders did. I think that he went to a school that basically said like, hey, hands up, dude. Anything you want. We don't care. We don't have a culture. Whatever the hell you want to do here, do it. And in fact, we don't even care if you win games. And if you get national attention to our brand, that's all we care about. And he goes, great. I'm really good at recruiting. And a bunch of uh, kids, parents know me from the nineties. So they'll tell them about it and I'll get them in a room and I'm a huge confidence guy. So that's going to work. So I'm going to get all the best players here. And then after that, they're going to put a headset on me and it's going to look like I'm coaching, but I'm really not because I actually hired incredible coordinators. Yeah. Has anybody ever thought that that's kind of what's going on here? Well, that is what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I think that's yeah, what's yes, going on but, <laughs> but again, what do you need to be successful in college football? Good players. And? Money. And? I don't know. Good coordinators. Sure, yeah. And? Coordinators. The hype machine. I mean, you, so yeah. much of it. I mean, they've, they've already swayed. Dude, if you get to the point, let's say Colorado finishes. He's Mario Cristobal with better coordinators is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Let's say Oregon finishes two losses, Pac-12 champion. They go into the college football playoff? Mm, No. If Colorado finishes a two-loss Pac-12 champion, do you think the voters are going to try to figure out a way to get Colorado in there? No. I'll bet you they do. No, they won't. I'll bet you they do. They won't. Not at all. Not, they I, I'm not saying they do. They didn't with USC. They won't with Colorado. USC is still the Dude. proverbial college who, football. Who like, owns, oh, please, can we get them Who owns in? the college football playoff? Uh, that's a great question, honestly. It's ESPN. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. You think they want Dion? You think they want Dion in that game? In one of those games? In the next, like, however many years? Because next year they'll be in the Big 12. They're going to do everything they can. They'll be like... Okay, we got to get either Dion in there or the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> well, okay, let's wa- watch, watch. Oregon, Oregon's, Oregon, Oregon beats uh, Colorado today, and then they lose to USC next week, and then they come back and go on a tear at the end of the year, and Oregon mm-hmm. and USC both stumble, get out of the way. Colorado wins the Pac-12. They go, well, they were playing without Travis Hunter. <laughs> I'll pay yeah. anything, man. They would do anything to get these guys in. I, I, in I'll the tell you what. Playoff. I think if you lose... Two games, ESPN forgets about you. <laughs> I really believe it'll be that. very interesting to see. Yeah, and but but here's here's the other thing. Could they win today? There's only six percent chance. Could they win today? What if they did win today? What's it going to be like if the game is close going into the fourth quarter at Otson? There will be a lot of it's clenching. It's going to be electric. Hey, now maybe it won't be. But watch how's De- how's Oregon will handle How's Dion gonna react to a losing? What is he effort? gonna do? Will he uh, punch Dan Lanning oh. out of respect? 
I did it to respect him. Okay, so we've got a game. We've got a game that everyone is paying attention to. We've got another game that has two schools that nobody's giving any respect to or any attention to. That might be the best game of the day, and that's your school. So let's talk a little bit about that. But first, a uh, a sports center update. <laughs> Center and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. So I don't think you're allowed to talk about college football without mentioning Deion Sanders. So I'll start by mentioning Deion Sanders. That team that took the Colorado Buffalo to double overtime last week got beat by Washington State 50 to 24. And then uh, I believe they were ranked 19th at the time. The uh, the Wisconsin Badgers uh, mm-hmm. also beaten by the Washington State Cougars. Uh, and then they beat uh, some school that I never heard of. Uh, basically, uh, they have had uh, the dream start to their season. I mean, that is uh, obviously playing a top 25 Big Ten opponent in your non-conference is always uh, the one that you circle, but you have to win the other ones as well. So Washington, three and Washington State, three and zero. Oregon State didn't have as difficult a task uh, beating San Jose, UC Davis, and San Diego State, but they are also three and zero. So you've got a m- battle of top 25 teams. Number 14, Oregon State, is playing at number 21, Washington State. How excited are you for this game? This is this is some action. DJU, let's go. A little nervous. Yeah? Uh, more than a little nervous. I'll tell you what, that San Diego State game was... <laughs> not as... Not as uh, keep everybody fresh as you hoped? Well, no, it was more uh, concerning on the offensive side of the ball, and I wouldn't say player-wise, though there were some questionable throws that DJU made... Um, you know, and I get it. It's a quarterback. It'll happen. You know, yep. they don't, they're not perfect. Um, a couple of questionable, questionable decisions that he made, uh, kind of some, uh, strokes of bad Clemson tape that you were like, Oh yeah, yeah that's the now bad I part see of him. Yeah. Uh, but the overall part of the offense that, uh, you just kind of shook your head at and said, what the hell's going on? Uh, was the play calling. It was very odd. Uh, we, decided to throw the ball quite a lot and we didn't stick to the running game for most of it because I think we wanted to put the appearance on of uh, we're going to blow this team the F out of the water. And I get that when you're playing a lesser opponent, but at the same time, what makes this Oregon State team so great is the line of scrimmage. They're able to dominate on both sides of the ball. Now, defensively, we were incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had a takeaway in the red zone and we denied them many times of scoring a touchdown. But the offensive line and the defensive line are the two things that have been consistently good throughout these first three games of the season. So, yeah, I want to see this. I want to see them go up against an actual opponent and put on a show, man. I I mean, this is going to be your biggest test, obviously. And if you can get over this hump, you then start to solidify yourself in the Pac-12 as a real player, right? Yeah. You can't lose against Washington State and set the tone for the rest of the season. You have to win this game on the road so that as you keep going, you build your confidence and then become a real threat to actually win the Pac-12 this season. Yeah. Well, yeah. The it's others- possible, man. They're the most solid and complete team of any 
in the Pac-12 right now. I truly believe that. I do. USC's defense is barf. Horrible. <laughs> well, it is Lincoln Riley. Well, they went the and got Bears. Lincoln Riley, who always He's coached a football great, genius. great defenses yes. at, at Oklahoma. Except for defense, which I have no idea how it's that happened. literally half the game. Um, you know, Oregon, I think, obviously, the Civil War is going to be incredible this season, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, Colorado, I think, w- will get exposed this week. Uh, you know, if Cam Rising is out much longer, you know, I, th- I think Utah will suffer at a certain point. They were even questionable against Baylor, who's really not yeah. that great of a team. Uh, so, yeah, man. I mean, it, Oregon State, I think, has a great opportunity to start off making great momentum here by uh, handily beating or just convincingly beating a Washington State team and showing the rest of the pack, at least for what it is now, you know, hey, we're here. We're here to compete. Let's do this. Well, the other side of the coin is the Washington State side. And Washington State is, you know, I think surprising some people. And among the quarterbacks that we were super excited for this this year with Caleb Williams, Bo Nix returning, DJU moving over to Washington State, Michael Penix Jr. is lighting the world on fire, Dante Moore is super five-star guy, Cam Ward. Well, don't forget Shudor Sanders. He's good. Yes, he is. But Cam Ward has been outstanding. I mean, he's already counted for 11 touchdowns yeah. in three games. And this is a guy that came from, what, like the wing tee at That's right. Sister Mary of the Poor and came over here and... Insanely underrated. And he it's is, just gotten he better. Is, he was good. Yeah. He was very good last year, yeah. and but wasn't getting a lot of attention because he's out in the Palouse. But he's already shown big signs of improvement. So, I mean, this is going to be a game that I just hope people watch. I mean, that's that's part of it, too, is I think it's both teams that everybody should get a look at. But what happens is when you have two teams that not enough people know about, I'm afraid not enough people are going to watch this game. It's on Fox. It's at four o'clock. So it's prime time, by the way. Great time. Four o'clock kicks. Well, and it's prime time on the East Coast. So it's not going to be so late that nobody's going to get to watch these two teams. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it's going to get the attention of enough people. And to be quite honest, I mean, I don't have a dog in the fight. I guess there's not a dog. It's a beaver and a cat. That's right. So, yeah, no dogs in this fight. Um, I just wanted it to be a great game. I mean, to be honest, I mean, the Pac-12 has had so many games over the years that come down to the final pass, final kick, final stand, whatever it is. And Washington State has been part more more than uh, their fair share, uh, more th- a part of more than their fair share of these games. And I don't think enough people see them because they finish up after midnight. Yeah. So the fact that they'll be finishing the game around 7 p.m., 10 p.m. Eastern, and people can actually go out and watch it. I just hope that you get the type of Pac-12 football that both Oregon State and Washington State have delivered over the years because they have been much better than they get credit for. And a lot of those seasons where Jonathan Smith is trying to get the team to where they are now, they were still losing, you know, one score games and their record was, you know, just getting the bowl eligibility or, or, or just starting to improve. But you look at a lot of those games and they go, could have won, could have won, should have won, could have won, could have won. So this one's going to be, uh, this, this to me is my favorite game on the schedule. I'm most excited about it. You know what I'm also most excited about? What? Good versus evil. Did you know we're doing that next? Yeah. Oh, okay. Before we have to do that, we have other stuff we have to do too. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. Well, Good versus Evil is next. Center in St. Tenity, the fan. First, your uh, traffic and weather update brought to you by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon and southwest Washington. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Here's Will Lark. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the... What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. That's you know, unfortunate. Obviously, had a really good rookie year, explosive player. I was on IR for right now, so yeah, for a while. There's a guy who sounds like me having to talk with my wife's friends at a party, Bill Belichick. There are 13 NFL games slated for tomorrow. Eight of those teams are looking for their first win. Among them, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, and the Broncos. Chargers and Vikings, who are playing with each other, uh, they're going to square off in Minnesota. And Bill Belichick and the Patriots are going to try to keep uh, from starting 0-3 when they visit the Jets. Which of the teams I just mentioned needs a win the most? Oh, well, I mean, obviously they all need wins. Uh, but it's the teams that look like they have a potential Super Bowl team and the expectations are sky high. I, honestly, I think if you're if you're talking about who the most coach in the most danger, I think it's Brandon Staley and the uh, Chargers. I think they need yeah. to go out and get something. They've got too much talent. Uh, they, I think they should have Austin Eckler back, um, ready to go. So I would expect that the Chargers get the win. Uh, but if they don't, I think then you really start to worry that you have the wrong head coach. I would say the Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos paid Sean Payton three, too much money. Sean Payton. I, might be shown the door. No, they won't get rid of Sean Payton. I think Russell Wilson might be shown the door, which would be fantastic. But I will never root for the Broncos, and they don't need anything. Those guys can go uh, get back. If Russell Wilson does leave, does he get another starting job? I don't think so. I mean, I don't either. Yeah, like who's who's going to go out and get him? And is he gonna play? Is he gonna play football for uh, a few hundred dollars a season versus the money that he's making now? Yeah, he can he can limp off into the sunset, as far as I'm concerned, and uh, and disappear, but. I don't know. I like what what would his ego allow him to be a backup quarterback? I doubt it. Maybe the Bears would take him. Oh, Barf. It was when I met the world. It was when I first met Jimmy Conway. He couldn't have been more than twenty-eight or twenty-nine at the time, but he was already a legend. Now, he'd walk in the door and everybody who worked the room just went wild. He'd give the doorman a hundred just for opening the door. He'd shove hundreds in the pockets of the dealers and all the guys that ran the games. I mean, the bartender got a hundred just for keeping the ice cubes cold. All right, baseball story. Let's move now to the news of Shohei Otani. He had elbow surgery that's not explicitly being described as Tommy John, creating hope that the injury is not as serious as feared. His surgeon said, quote, and again, I repeat, this is the, his surgeon, I expect full recovery. He'll be ready to hit without any restrictions coming opening day 2024 and both hit and pitch in 2025. Yep. How does this change the way teams will court him in free agency? Um, you know what? I don't know that it will necessarily. I think that if you can get a long-term contract with this guy, he's enough of a draw and the amount of money that you can make not just from U.S. baseball fans, but international baseball fans. Uh, obviously, the majority of those being Japanese. But I mean, this guy is is he did the 
what were what was the exact numbers I don't have in my head uh, but you know the the first guy to pitch however many innings and and hit at such a clip since Babe Ruth did it in 1919 and then he did it three years in a row so whatever the numbers he's putting up he's doing the unprecedented numbers that Babe Ruth did more than a hundred years ago and he's done it three seasons in a row so the greatest season in baseball history has been replicated three times already uh, the surgery he had is the same one that Brock Purdy is having yeah. uh, they got him back very quickly uh, to play football again and throw a football so yeah I would expect that uh, it's not going to change a whole lot all right time for my favorite story of the week this one comes from Texas yeah we don't have a very good power grid they don't yeah why don't they oh there's a very 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 complex answer to that it's called taxes boy they're dumb a texas school district is looking to spend nearly a hundred million dollars on a new football stadium yeah they are a high school football stadium, $100 million. Wow. The Prosper Independent School District, Prosper ISD for short, as we all know, yeah, will propose the stadium to voters on November 7th. The football stadium, which should be Prosper's uh, second, is one of four propositions in the district's $2.8 billion bond package. This is a district, by the way. Yeah. $2.8 billion. What is the um what is the what is the graduating class size of this high school? Oh. It's gotta be two thousand. Oh, and they need how many seats will be in this hundred million dollar stadium? Uh let's see here. One hundred million dollars. Now, what does it cost to build a uh, professional stadium? Like a uh, couple bill? Yeah. So, so it's only like it's only what ten percent of a ten percent of a, a pro stadium for a high school stadium. Uh, Seems reasonable. <laughs> okay, so here's the area. Nearly twenty one thousand new homes have been built in the territory since twenty sixteen. Okay, it's quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, when our current senior class was entering kindergarten, Prosper ISD had only 3,000 students, the district's bond website reads. We've added 25,000 since then. Uh, well, uh, there's money down there. Let's go. I just, I don't think you need to pay that much for a football stadium in high school. Yeah, but what do you know? That's my question for you. Huh? <laughs> what makes you the expert, smart guy? You ever been you ever been in a Texas for high school football? I haven't. No. You ever you ever read you ever read uh, Saturday night Friday night lights Saturday Saturday night Saturday afternoon uh, boogie Naps. boogie. Oh, um, Friday night lights Saturday morning meth. <laughs> Wait, I think it would be hungover Saturday morning. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, yeah, I just that's a lot of money, right? A hundred million dollars. Uh, yeah, but you just said that they have a two point eight billion dollar. School right, bond, so they're, like, so they're using they're using less than what is that like three percent? Yeah, but three percent of it goes excessive. to the football stadium. Well, yeah, but they've that got seems a very excessive. But what, you know that you you get those budgets if you don't use them, then you're not going to have them next year. Like, are they going to fill that thing? Like, Probably. are they going to have other events there? Probably. Yeah. See, that's the thing is, I I say this all the time. Like the college football stadiums, 
Most of those aren't used any, for anything besides college football. Like maybe yeah. they'll play some soccer games or whatever in there, and occasionally a hockey game if you're far enough north. But they're not used for a whole lot year-round. But the idea of the multi-use stadium was poo-pooed a very long time ago. The last one remaining is in Oakland, where I know that you didn't watch any of the games. The Mariners played a series against the Dodgers uh, last weekend. Uh, yeah, last weekend. 47,000 people per game at T-Mobile Park in Seattle, which sits right next to another stadium that they built so they could play football and soccer right next door. Mm -hmm. Uh, 47,000. The multi-use stadium that you can play football or baseball or soccer or whatever down in Oakland that they built that they thought was such a good idea had 6,000 people in it. Nice. And it was leaking poop on people, and the baseball team is on its way to Vegas. So as much as... As much as I'd like to sell the idea to you of, like, dude, a multi-use stadium makes a lot more sense. If you could spend a billion dollars on a stadium, you'd think you could make it work. Well, they did that. And uh, the Kingdome is gone, and Jack Murphy Stadium sits empty because San Diego refused to build a new one, and their football team left. And the one in Oakland has already lost their football team, and they're going to lose their baseball team. So, listen, what do I know about uh, stadiums and what they cost? It's, like, is $100 million a lot of money? Yes. Is it a lot of money in the context of they have $2.8 billion for their school district, yet the school district my kids go to just went on a strike because they can't figure out how to pay their teachers? I would like the money to go to teachers. Can we just do that? Can we give it to all the teachers? No. No. we got to build football stadiums. Listen, what do they do to generate revenue? Educate our kids? Yeah, come on. Yeah. Tell me how that pays anybody off later down the road. Yeah, I mean. But you know what happens at a football game? You can sell hot dogs. This is the thing. Like, they just need to, the country needs to just basically focus everything on football. Uh, I think that's pretty obvious. That's it. I think if they did that, if they focused all resources, manpower, and creative energy towards a game that is only played really primarily in one country, I think this country would get better. Well, I I I think the most important thing is that as long as nobody takes a knee and we keep playing football... We're good. I think we're good. I think I can live with reality if those two things are true. That's all I need. Yeah. My wife, my kids, I don't care. Yeah. Just, you know, in Texas, it's it's where it's where they really care about football. Everything's bigger. Everything's bigger in Texas. I'd like to go to a high school football game in Texas, to be entirely honest with you. Sure, like, it'd be fun. Yeah. Like, I, I would like to go and, and see what the fervor is. Because the thing is, like, we know that there's a lot of NFL players that come out of there, but that was the thing about Friday, Light, Friday Night Lights, is none of those kids were even that good of college prospects. There's going to be, uh, there's going to be some bad games. There's going to be teams where... Or that show up that they have like 28 kids and they just get housed by 80 points in that stadium. Yeah. But there's going to be some great football games down there. There's going to be some kids that that's the highlight of their entire life, which I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. But that touchdown that I scored against Odessa was the greatest thing that ever happened to me in the history of my life. Now I got this truck and this wife and none of it makes me happy. That's your good versus evil. It's brought to you by 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. Uh, that's something we should do is get some Hawaiian food today. That is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get the musubi. Uh, you can order right on their website, ate-oh-ate.com. But if you order when you get there, then you can sit and have a Mai Tai while you wait. And then you're ready to go. They'll have football on the TVs. It'll be all set. Two locations, Burnside, Woodstock. Eat there. Their food is delicious. Uh, in hour two, uh, Will doesn't want to talk about Dame. He wants to talk about pro football. 
We have to talk about college football games that exist elsewhere besides the Pac-12. We we got a lot to get to. We'll see if we can get to it. But one thing we can tell you is we'll get you get you ready. We'll get you ready Yay. for football. What? Yay! But before we do any of that, ducks, traffic, and weather. Brought to you by Victor Rico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Will Darkens. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 